It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And spring has arrived. April is here. And for show number 237, for the week of April 2nd, 2020, we have somebody that knows all about spring, fun, being a superhero, and so much more because we have none other than George Newbern stopping in here at the show. Now, George Newbern, you may know from Adventures in Babysitting, Father of the Bride, Parts 1 and 2. He is Superman, Injustice League, Injustice, Final Fantasy, Scandal, Friends, Dadnapped, and currently Captain America Liberty's Torch reading the audiobook for all of you to enjoy. And George is going to stop in and chat with all of us here at Diz Radio, talk about what it's like doing voiceover work, being part of these great classics in Father of the Bride, Adventures in Babysitting, getting callbacks to be part of Back to the Future as well as Captain America Liberty's Torch. In addition, no show is complete without the D-Team, and yes, you always have the questions, and Aaron always has the answers, and I want to know. We have Dominic taking that trip channel surfing with what's going on on Disney+. Plus. We have Jeremy taking a look back at this week in Disney history, while Frank is giving you a little bit of wit, whim, and fun, and inspiration with the Disney quote of the week. We have Charles here with the magic for your ears and the magical music review. And let's not forget Daryl, who's coming to us from across the pond. And even though the parks are closed, he's going to give you the latest from the Disney parks with Disney Parks in 5. There is news hot off the D-wire from Walt Disney World, the Disney Channel, the Walt Disney Company, Muppets, Star Wars, Peyton List, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and kick things off and really set April off in motion with springtime, spring in the air, get the flowers blooming. I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel and Castles and Dreams Travel's 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. And from character interactions, dining, you name it. And right now in these trying times with the parks closed down, they're going to help you plan those future trips to the parks as well. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, spring is in the air. April is here. I'm not going to give you any April Fool's jokes, but I am ready for flowers, the birds chirping, and Easter right around the corner. So let's officially kick off show number 237 for the week of April 2nd, 2020.
the Disney Channel Spring Preview. Next, see what's in store for you on the Disney Channel Preview Show. After that, there's action and adventure on Danger Bay. Then Joan Embry is your host for Animals of Africa. Today, on the Disney Channel. I'm Nancy, an operator here at the Disney Channel. I hope you're taking advantage of our spring preview and enjoying all of the unique programming available on the Disney Channel. As you can see, the Disney Channel is designed for today's family. There are series, specials, and movies that you can't see anywhere else. No matter how you look at it, it's a great entertainment value. And right now, that value is even greater because you receive a coupon to get a colorful contemporary Roger Rabbit watch when you call the Disney Channel's toll-free number during the preview. This is a limited-time offer. The watch is absolutely free for new Disney Channel subscribers, so you must act quickly. Just call 1-800-445-7000. Do it now. The Disney Channel, America's family network. Disney Channel, this is Nancy Nelson. Once a lonely caterpillar sat and cried To a sympathetic beetle by his side I've got nobody to hug I'm such an ugly bug Then a spider and a dragonfly replied If you're serious and want to win a bride Come along with us to the glorious annual ugly bug ball 
Come on, let's crawl, gotta crawl, gotta crawl to the ugly bug ball, to the ball, to the ball, and a happy time we'll have there. One and all at the ugly bug ball. While the crickets clicked their tricky melodies All the ants were fancy dancing with the fleas Then up from under the ground The worms came squirming around Oh, they danced until their legs were nearly lame Every little crawling creature you could name Everyone was glad What a time they had They were so happy they came Come on, let's crawl To the ugly bug ball And a happy time we'll have there One and all at the ugly bug ball Then our caterpillar saw a pretty queen She was beautiful in yellow, black and green He said, would you care to dance? They're dancing led to romance Then she sat upon his caterpillar knees And he gave his caterpillar queen a squeeze Soon they'll honeymoon Build a big cocoon thanks to the ugly bug ball Come on, let's crawl, gotta crawl, gotta crawl To the ugly bug ball, to the ball, to the ball And a happy time we'll have there One and all at the ugly bug ball Hi everybody, this is Joe Regalbuto You may remember me from such great shows as Fuzz Bucket from many years back, Street Hawk and Murphy Brown, other things coming up. You, my friends, are listening to Diz Radio. We appreciate it. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 237 for the week of April 2nd, 2020. As we have jumped into April, we are ready for springtime to arrive. Easter is around the corner and so much more. And a lot of times with spring comes weddings and fun and a lot of adventures as we have none other than George Newbern stopping in here this week from Adventures in Babysitting, Father of the Bride. He is Superman in Justice League, Injustice, and so much more, including Final Fantasy. Fantasy, Scandal, Friends, Disney Channel's Dad Napped, and currently reading the audiobook Captain America Liberty's Torch. Yes, he has so many credits under his belt. George is going to be stopping in here very soon. We have the D-Team with Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy, Frank, Charles, and Daryl. 
and all kinds of fun. So before I jump into the news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z-Radio-S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney Parks discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney On Demand, or Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait to hear the magic, the wit, the whim from the D-Team, our special guests, and more. All you have to do is go to iTunes, search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all one word. It'll come up right there. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released to the podcast device of your choosing. And remember, you can also say, Alexa, play Disney Blues, Diz Radio Podcast, and she will play the latest episode as well. And if you can't remember any of this, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, it is time to jump into the news hot off the D-Wire. And how about a little bit of magic and a little bit of fun and a little bit of upside-down magic? Now, if you're not sure what this is, Upside-Down Magic is a scholastic book series by Sarah Minkowski and Lauren Miracle and Emily Jenkins. Now, this is a great book series that many kids have read. It's often offered during Scholastic in the book order forms that your kids get from school when they come home and they can order all these great, fun, magical Scholastic books. Well, it was commissioned by Disney back in 2015 for development as a television program. And it was announced in August of 2019 that instead it will become a Disney Channel original movie. So yes, the Disney Channel original movie based on the book series is going to premiere very soon on the Disney Channel. And they have officially released the trailer for Upside Down Magic. So now you can see the teaser trailer. It's about 30 to 45 seconds and it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit different, and just think very, very family-friendly version of Harry Potter. That's the easiest way to put it, but it is a great, fun book series, and I'm excited to see this one become the latest in the Disney Channel original movies that isn't a sequel, because lately everything is a sequel, from Descendants to Zombies, you name it. It'll be nice to have a Disney Channel original movie that is not a sequel with upside-down magic. Now, since we are talking about the Disney Channel, how about Disney Channel telling kids we're all in this together with an all-new music video with all their favorite Disney Channel stars? Now, we all know this song from High School Musical, right? We're all in this together. I could sing it, but I don't have the best singing voice. Now, Disney Channel has created a series of all kinds of interstitial videos featuring the Disney Channel stars, encouraging kids to remain positive during the coronavirus crisis. Now, many children don't understand what exactly is going on with this virus. Why do they have to be home? Why do they have to be safe, continuing uh, washing their hands and sanitizing and you name it? They're not sure what they have to keep doing, why they have to keep doing it, and we don't want kids to be paranoid. 
Now, these messages premiered on March 27th on the Disney Channel and Disney Channel YouTube, and it features more than 35 Disney Channel stars that filmed a variety of messages from their homes and around their neighborhoods, sharing how they are staying positive and active during this time of crisis and uncertainty, and of course, having to stay home. Now, the Disney Channel executives thought this was a great way to show that everybody is going through this, not just you sitting at your house. It is a great way for the Disney Channel and the Disney Company to really play to all of those children who really are uncertain and give them something a little bit of positive and calming in their daily life during this crisis. Now, since we are talking about the small screen, and let's face it, the small screen is the only thing going on right now since movie theaters are closed, how about The Simpsons? Now, that is the biggest debate on Disney Plus for the longest time, and how about The Simpsons will be available on Disney Plus in the correct aspect ratio by the end of May. Now, one of the biggest complaints about Disney Plus that it received was that The Simpsons was not being available to stream in its original 4 to 3 ratio. Now, Disney has worked on a solution, and the company is hoping subscribers will be able to stream the show in its proper format by the end of May it has been released. Now, they did tweet out, yes, the Disney company did release a tweet saying, we appreciate our fans' patience, and we are working to make the first 19 seasons and part of 20 of The Simpsons available in the 4 to 3 aspect ratios on Disney+. Plus. We expect to accomplish this by the end of May. Now, instead of being able to stream in a 4 to 3 ratio, Disney Plus released these episodes in a widescreen format. Oftentimes, the gags are out of the screen. You know, because when you're doing that, you're stretching it and cutting it out of the box. We all remember this back in the day with letterbox editions. Fill, stretch, uh, fill the screen. Um, This has been formatted for this TV. We've been through this before. And let's just say big, hardcore Simpsons fans were not happy. They were missing many of the gags, a lot of the background scenes, and a lot of the jokes just landed flat because of it. Now, when The Simpsons premiered back in 1989, which seems like ages for me, it was in a 4 to 3 ratio, which was standard back then, and it didn't switch until 2009 into the larger wide format screen, the 16 by 9 Well, get ready, because this is getting a lot of praise that everybody is going to be excited that it will be released in its original format. Now, getting to the parks here, how about Walt Disney World raising the flag in an empty Magic Kingdom every day? Yes, you heard me correct. Now, although the Walt Disney World Resort is closed indefinitely due to the COVID-19 pandemic, a security team continues to raise and lower the American flag every single day in Town Square at the Magic Kingdom. Now, while Main Street is empty of visitors, the officers perform the ritual and salute the stars and stripes. Now, as they said, continuing the tradition is a reminder of the gratitude Americans have for veterans and active duty military service members around the world. They released this officially through the theme park's website. They said, while our world today looks very different, one thing endures. The American flag still flies over Walt Disney World. And the Walt Disney World Resort is doing this every single day as a positive message and honoring everyone that has to be out there during this pandemic, showing that we'll get through it, and having the stars and stripes fly high. Now, on March 16th, Walt Disney World first announced it would close for two weeks to stop the spread of the COVID-19. But since then, Disney has had to revise its plan to an indefinitely date because Florida now has officially shut down for 30 days and so much more. But let's just say because those security officers have to be there maintaining and making sure the park is staying from looters and who knows what, let's just say that 
it, it, it's good to see that they are still keeping the traditions alive and having some form of honor, respect, and daily normalcy. Now, another thing the Disney Parks is doing is they're donating supplies to hospitals and medical professionals. But you know what? Instead of covering that here in news, I'm going to leave that one to Daryl with Disney Parks in 5. I'm going to let him cover that one a little bit more because I'm sure that is part of his rundown of the Disney Parks news here this week. So with that said, all of you D-heads, I'm going to wrap up news here. Yes, news is a little bit lighter. There's only so many different things going on, of course. But we have a lot of fun things on the horizon. As you have the questions, he has the answers. Aaron's going to answer all those questions, and I want to know. We have Dominic with Disney+, Plus, Jeremy with Disney History, Frank with the Quote of the Week, Charles with the Magical Music Review, and Daryl with Disney Parks and Five, all as we gear up for a little bit of adventure, some wedding bells, and being able to leap tall buildings in a single bound because we have George Newburn stopping in here very shortly as well, currently reading the audiobook Captain America's Liberty Torch, now available on Amazon as well. So a lot of fun things coming up here for the rest of the show. As we jump into spring, we're into April, Easter's around the corner. As you can tell, I'm pretty excited for all of it. So before I release the reins here to the D team and we gear up for George, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel and Castles and Dreams Travel's 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. And right now during this uncertainty and nobody visiting parks, they can also walk you through future plans, future preparations, bookings, and exactly how to plan for the future for your Disney vacation. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to press on, jump into April. I think there's a little bit of rain coming here by the DOD 76 studio. So get ready for those April showers. They're going to bring May flowers. And let's press on for show number 237 for the week of April 2nd, 2020.
Then we'll let you go. Her school break. Bunch of kids took it? Just turned into his rescue mission. You're totally ruining my vacation. Feisty. I like it. What's the plan? Hit the break! It's an all-new Disney Channel original movie. Starring Emily Osment with an all-star Disney Channel cast. David Henry, Jason Earl, Moises Arias, and Phil Lewis. As you've never seen them before in the Disney Channel original movie, Dead Man. Coming next month to Disney Channel. <laughs> Hey, this is Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Diz Radio. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone's coping with the various quarantines. If nothing else, hope everyone has their family close and that you're finding fun ways to pass the time. Well, you've been busy sending questions, so let's reach into the virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Leslie Kessner of Chicago, Illinois, and she writes, Diz Radio, crazy, wild world we're living in now. Hope the team is holding up during all this, and happy 10-year anniversary. The question I have for the show is about Disney Channel original movie, Dad Nap. I enjoyed this one a few years ago with Emily Osment. What are any of the cast doing now since they are not Disney stars anymore? And is this one available for DVD or digital? Well, Dadnapped is a Disney Channel original movie which premiered February 16, 2009. Starring actors from Disney Channel original series, the movie had 4.6 million viewers for its premiere. Dadnap tells the story of Melissa Morris, who desperately tries to gain more attention from her always preoccupied father, Neil, a best-selling author. Melissa lives in the shadow of Trip Zoom, the adventurous and clever hero from her father's popular spy novels. Before a long overdue father-daughter vacation, Neil gets kidnapped by obsessive fans Weeze, Andre, and Sheldon. But just as Melissa rescues her father, he gets kidnapped again, along with Melissa, by hotel manager Merv and brothers Morris and Skunk. Now it's up to Weez, Andre, and Sheldon to save both Melissa and her father. Well, Emily Osment, who played Melissa Morris, has been in several movies and starred in TV shows. She was the voice of Pep in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. She does various voices on Family Guy and was also in the video game Family Guy Back to the Multiverse. Dave Henry, who played Wheeze, has also done some TV and movies. Some of the movies he was in include Grown Ups 2, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, and Walt Before Mickey. Jason Earls, who played Merv, starred in Hannah Montana the movie, and is currently in a TV show called Hotel de Lune. The rest of the cast is still active in making movies, acting in TV shows, and doing voice work. Dadnapped is available for digital download and available to watch on Disney+. Plus. next question is from Randall Utke from Columbus, Ohio, and he writes, Question for Aaron of the team for I Want to Know. 
that has to do with old Disney handheld games. I remember a Lion King one and a Little Mermaid one. Did they make any others around that time? I'm trying to track down and buy all these old school games since we're all stuck at home. Stay safe, D-Heads. Well, you've got to love those old Disney games. As far as the Disney handheld games based on animated feature films, here you go. Oliver and Company in 1989, 101 Dalmatians in 1990, The Rescuers Down Under in 1991, Beauty and the Beast in 1991, The Jungle Book, Cinderella, Aladdin, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, all from 1993, Aladdin the series, The Tower of Gold Adventure in 1994, and finally, The Lion King, Timon and Pumbaa in 1996. After that, it's mostly Game Boy and mobile games. There are several Mickey, Donald, and Goofy handheld games too. Well, I bet that's more than you bargained for because I sure don't remember that many of them myself. Well, our final question this week is from Melissa Brighton of Houston, Texas, and she writes, Diz Radio, love the podcast. So glad you are still here celebrating 10 years. I've been here since day one. I have a question for Aaron. I heard a rumor that Heavyweights was Ben Stiller's first movie role. Is that true? I did love when you had guests on from that movie in the past. Would love to hear from more of them. Keep up the great work and looking forward to 10 more years. Well, I love this movie too. Heavyweights is a 1995 film that centers around a fat camp for kids that's taken over by a fitness guru named Tony Perkis, played by the great and hilarious Ben Stiller. By the time this film was made, Ben Stiller had done quite a few movies and done a lot of TV. So glad this movie is available to watch on Disney+. And as far as having more guests from this movie, well, you never know. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for a great question. Keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and be safe. It's the story of Beauty and the Beast, of Belle's bravery, her love for the Beast, and a race against time. And it's all in a handheld game. You can help Belle find her father, make friends with enchanted objects, and get past Gaston. If you can help Belle kiss the Beast before the last rose petal falls, he'll turn back into a prince, and you win. Disney's Beauty and the Beast, an electronic game new from Tiger, batteries not included. Tale as old as time As it can be Barely even friends Then somebody bends Unexpectedly Just a little change Small to say the least But
both a little scared, neither one prepared, Beauty and the Beast. Ever just the same, ever a surprise, ever as before, ever just as sure as the sun will rise. Tale as old as time, tune as old as song. Bitter, sweet and strange Finding you can change Learning you were wrong Certain as the sun Rising in the east Tale as old as time Song as old as rhyme Beauty and the peace As old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. After the cupboard with you now, Chip, it's past your bedtime. Good night, love. everybody and welcome back to another installment of Disney Quote of the Week. I am Frank, here with you in these trying times, stuck at home just like all of us, but we're going to get through it together. Now today's quote comes from a grand movie, a fabulous, funny movie called Father of the Bride. Now Father of the Bride is a 1991 American comedy film starring Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, in her film debut, George Newbern, Martin Short, B.D. Wong, and Kieran Culkin. It is a remake of the 1950 film of the same name. Martin portrays George Banks, a businessman and owner of an athletic shoe company called Sidekicks, who, when he finds out his daughter is getting married, does not want to give her away. Now, he eventually learns to live with his new son-in-law and realizes that as long as his daughter is happy, he is happy. The film opened to positive reviews and became a major box office smash, earning more than six times its budget. With its success, a sequel, Father of the Bride Part 2, was released in 1995. This was Nancy Myers and Diane Keaton's second of four films together, the first being Baby Boom in 1987. The others were Father of the Bride Part 2 in 95 and Something's Gotta Give in 2003. Now today's quote comes from a character called Brian in the movie Father of the Bride, played by George Newbern. And it goes, I just want to say that I am an upstanding citizen. I've never been engaged before. I've never really been in love before. And I think Annie's the greatest person I've ever met. And I can't wait to marry her and one day have children and grandchildren, and I'm going to do my best to be supportive of her dreams. She's a very gifted architect. I'm just thrilled that I met her. I love your daughter. The feelings I have for her are never going to change. 
I'm here to stay. Well, that's all the time I have for this week. Everybody, remember, stay home, stay safe, and have a magical week. I used to think a wedding was a simple affair. Boy and girl meet, they fall in love, they say I do. I was wrong. That's getting married. A wedding is an entirely different proposition. You fathers will understand. You have an adorable little girl who looks up to you and adores you in a way you could never have imagined. Dad, I met a man in Rome and we're getting married. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm engaged, I'm getting married. Right then, I realized my day had passed. Annie, it's a little nippy out. You might want to put on oh, a sweater. Oh, Dad, it's okay. I'm kind of warm. So there's a chill in the air, and you've been on a plane. Dad, I'm fine. Annie, it is kind of cold out. It is? Yeah. All right, thanks. I'll get my jacket. Right. I was no longer the man in my little girl's life. Old Dad was history. If I remember seeing someone who looked like Brian's twin on America's Most Wanted. First, the wedding of our children. Wedding coordinator? What's a wedding coordinator? We're gonna color coordinate with the swans, right? Swans? I have a great idea where we can have this wedding. Where? The steak pit. I don't think you want the word pit on a wedding invitation. I hope George didn't get lost up there. He's gonna be fine. Finally, the big day arrived. The day I'd been dreading for the past six months. Well, actually, for the past 22 years. Before I knew it, I had to let her go. Good, I'll just uh, go ahead. Touchstone Pictures presents Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Martin Short, and introducing Kimberly Williams. I'm told that one day I'll look back on all of this with great affection and nostalgia. <laughs> I hope so. Good night, Mr. Banks. Drive carefully. And don't forget to fasten your condom. Dad! Seatbelt, I meant. I meant seatbelt. Father of the Bride. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. My favorite podcast is the one you're listening to, Disney On Demand. Hello from Neverland. My name is Jeremy, and I am the head lost boy here in Neverland, and, well, they call me the Spider-Pan. I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but for now, welcome to Great Moments in History, but only the Disney parks. Originally released theatrically on June 28th in 1947, the Looney Tunes animated short titled Easter Yeggs featured Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. Bugs Bunny finds the Easter Bunny, also called the Easter Rabbit, throughout this cartoon sitting on a rock, crying, telling Bugs that his feet are sore. Now this, of course, is a characterization taken from Mel Blanc's Happy Postman radio character, including his ironic catchphrase. Well, remember, keep smiling. Every year I get some dumb bunny to do my work for me. <clears throat> In the first house the Bugs Bunny will visit, he'll meet a little mean red-haired little kid known as Dead End Kid. It's Easter Rabbit, hooray! Making life funny, hooray! Hooray! Glad I don't have to do this for a living. I am getting loony toony touched in the head. This whole thing is goony. I should have stood in bed. 
who uh, smashes the egg and attacks Bugs. The next house that Bugs Bunny goes to, and now, of course, a lot less joyous. Remember, keep smiling. Is the home of Elmer Fudd. I'm waiting for the Easter Wabbit. When he comes in, working so fluffy and cute with his little basket of Easter eggs. Bang! Easter Wabbit stew! <laughs> now, you might wonder exactly why I'm talking about a Looney Tunes cartoon on a Disney program. It's this suspense that gets me. Well, because, you know, today that I'm recording this, it happens to be April Fool's. But what I'm actually going to talk about, I've got a little bit of information about the classic, old-fashioned Easter Parade that was held at Disneyland, April 1st, 1956. Now, according to the D23 website, this was with an active turn-of-the-century Main Street going on in 1956. And this was, of course, Main Street, USA. It seemed natural to have an old-fashioned parade, just as small-town residents might have experienced in the day, and what better occasion than on Easter? So when Easter fell on this day in 1956, Disneyland's Director of Entertainment, Tommy Walker, produced a recreation of an old-fashioned Easter parade. There were neither electronic sound systems nor pre-recorded soundtracks at the time, and there were no Disney characters dancing down the parade route. This parade was close to what occurred on Main Streets 50 years earlier. The impressive display of turn-of-the-century vehicles traveling up and down the parade route was thanks to the participation of the Horseless Carriage Club. There was also an accent on Easter fashion, ladies dressed to the hilt, and most wore Easter bonnets with celebratory frills. Now this tradition would sort of return with the Walt Disney World Happy Easter Parade on television, which aired April 7th, 1985 on ABC and became an annual tradition. This was directed by Paul Miller, hosted by Rick Dees and Joan London at first, and only in 1986, though, did the Walt Disney World Easter Parade appear as part of the CBS Easter Parade, March 30th, 1986, which switched between the Walt Disney World Parade and one on Fifth Avenue in New York City. The 1988 parade was hosted by Joan London, Alan Thicke, and Regis Philman. The telecast continued until 1999. That's it for this week's History Lesson, D-Heads. Remember, you can find me on a podcast called Neverland to Disney and Beyond, where, as I've mentioned, I am Head Lost Boy. They call me the Spider-Pan because every Lost Boy has to have a nickname. Lost girls don't get nicknames because, well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. But we do give nicknames to our pixies. Head on over to NeverlandPodcast.com and find out all about it and join in the fun we're having here in Neverland. Until next time, keep a pixie in your pocket. Going out for the football team This might look 
to create delicious dishes, all inspired by our favorite Disney characters. Every bite will be judged by one of Disney's legendary chefs. You've got a really great balance of texture. Mmm. I just love seeing families in a kitchen cooking together. I got Sorry. It's all fun and games. Until we lose, then it's on. Let's get a move on. Gotta be close, yeah. We gotta get these in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's over. This could go very wrong very fast. Oh, open fire. Oh, no. What? Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. I need to keep calm. This is just so nerve-wracking. The competition is fierce. The winner is... All right, this is super important. We're all dressed as our favorite Disney Plus characters. Lisa, what are you? I'm a melting glacier that's doomed. Okay, that's plenty. Okay, I'm Po Peep, but I'm not using the crook. Where's the boy? I'm not going to do it. You're not going to make me do it. I don't care how much they paid. You put on that nose and ears or I'll take off yours.
Now everybody smile. Hello everyone, this is Dominic, and for years I did a segment here called Short Leash, and after a little break I'm back with a new segment covering Disney's long-awaited streaming service, Disney+. Plus. After six months of Disney+, Plus, I'm trying to get some kind of flow to this. I've been trying to taste everything like it's some kind of buffet, and I think this segment needs a little bit more structure. So we're going to try to have segments inside the segment. Every week we're going to cover an original, and this week we have Disney's Be Our Chef. Be Our Chef is a cute little children's cooking show, and it's like every other cooking show. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's like MasterChef Junior for Disney. And oddly enough, I felt uncomfortable about it. I'm not a participation trophy kind of guy, but this isn't just a cooking show, it's a cooking competition. And Disney's the last place I'd expect to see someone who could lose. This show's going to have an eventual winner, which means the kids that we are seeing are going to actually go home disappointed. And that's not a real Disney thing, so I'm feeling a little odd about this show. Check it out for sure, but the competition part of it actually left a bad taste in my mouth. That was a cooking pun. We're also going to try to cover something from the Disney Channel that's been ported over to Disney+. Plus. My kids were born in 2001, 2006, and 2008. So there's been these windows where we were addicted to the Disney Channel, and there's also stuff that we have missed. So being able to pick up on some of the Disney Channel things that snuck through those age windows is kind of a nice perk. Apparently in 2018, someone had a fever dream and created a Disney Channel original movie called Zombies. This is 10 pounds of movie in a 5 pound bag. First of all, it's a musical. Then it's also a cultural and freaks and geeks kind of class warfare meets high school click. Not so veiled social commentary where we have zombies standing in for every marginalized social group imaginable. Throw in a Romeo and Juliet story meets The Breakfast Club where The Breakfast Club eats breakfast out of people's brains. There is a lot going on here. There's a cash-in on the cheerleader movies, meeting the zombie apocalypse craze. It's like, what's making money, guys? Let's try to make a musical that has it all. The surprising thing is it's not bad. If you missed it the first time around, check it out. It's not like their TV shows where there's a laugh track every second line. They'll drive you insane. This is actually not a bad film. We're going to hit some shorts every week if we can. This week I checked out a Spark short. Now, I didn't know what a Spark short was, so I did a little research. Apparently Pixar put together a team that would make these kind of short stories trying to find some new talent. And this is from 2019. A lot of the same social commentary going on in this short that was in the zombie musical, where you have kind of a group that has haves and another group that has have-nots. This goes one step further because you have a couple robots to kind of look like a cross between the robots from the movie Robots and the robot from I Am Mother. It's pretty dark. It actually has a PG rating. These robots are enslaved on a train traveling through some kind of futuristic space type world. They are tethered by power cables that don't let them go anywhere except to perform their function, which is to take space coal and throw it into the furnace to power the train. Because it's so boring and mundane, they actually create a game out of it where one guy goes and pitches a piece of coal to the other guy and the other guy tries to throw it into the furnace and they're having fun for apparently the first time in their robot lives. When the train docks somewhere they see people who aren't tethered by the power cables, they have their own power supplies and they're walking free. And the rest of the short is about them trying to achieve that life while their robot overlord masters try to keep them down. They got me hooked. I'm gonna have to start a steady diet of these spark shorts. They're creative, original, and a little more daring than the stuff that you usually get. Finally, we're going to hit some revisits where I go back and watch something old. 
Now we're not going back too far, we're only going back to 2015, because I rewatched Ant-Man. Now why with the tremendous library of Disney Plus would I pick Ant-Man? The reason is simple, ice hockey. There's a movie from 1992 out there called The Cutting Edge. It popped up on my Amazon Prime feed for some reason, I don't know why it thinks I like ice hockey movies, but it did! The algorithm is certainly confused. There is a Disney connection, Maura Kelly is in it, and she was the original voice of Nala, the lion. She was also in the first season of The West Wing before she was written off. What does this have to do with Ant-Man? Well, Nala the Lion plays this prima donna ice skater who can't find a doubles partner. As a last resort, they convert an injured hockey player to be her doubles partner, and love blooms. The hockey player is played by a guy named D.B. Sweeney who has a ton of credits in movies and TV shows that you've never seen. He also happens to look and act a little bit like a low-rent Paul Rudd. And my wife loves herself some Paul Rudd. So after watching The Cutting Edge and wishing it starred Paul Rudd, all she could talk about is wanting to see a Paul Rudd movie. Thus and theretofore, Ant-Man. And Marvel movies are fantastic. I don't know how they do it. They make the same movie over and over again, and each one of them is different. Ish. It's funny. It's Ocean's Eleven in costumes. You can't beat it. It has the most stunning piece of CGI I have ever seen. When a flawless 1989 Michael Douglas shows up at the beginning of this film, you cannot fool me, that is not CGI. Disney has invented the time machine and hasn't told anybody. Marvel got a little epic and grim in recent years, so going back and watching Ant-Man for a laugh, Definitely well worth it. Check it out. So that was my week on Disney Plus, and I'll continue to report back each week with some Disney Plus watching reviews and more. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or something you would like me to cover from Disney Plus. Reach out at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also could be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlantoons and YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you want to see a husband and wife make snarky cartoons about Disney World, that's where you go. Well, that's it for this week, folks. Thanks for listening. Here's the story of a playboy genius who was gearing up to form some sort of crew. One's a former Russian spy. A god of thunder. One fought in World War II. It's the story of a handsome Star-Lord Like the greatest to ever walk the Earth by far And a Falcon and a Magic Doctor Wakanda forever So then one day all the heroes were assembled To fight a villain who packed much more than a punch And his crew was labeled the Avengers That's the way we all became the Marvel Bunch the Marvel Bunch, the Marvel Bunch, that's the way we became the Marvel Bunch. Uh, hello, brother. Shut up! Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wait, he's very fast. Yeah. The world's greatest team of heroes has finally come home. Tsunami presents Justice League, premiering Monday, June 2nd at 5. Not so fast. All them heroes is in the house. Just watch. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's animation, acting, voiceover, you name it, 
With us here, this is somebody that is no stranger to any of that. You know him from such things as Father of the Bride, Part 1 and 2, Friends, as well as being the voices of Superman in many DC comics, and of course, narrating the audiobook for Captain America Liberty's Torch most recently. We have none other than George Newbern here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Good to be here. Good to be here at the home of Disney, which has been really basically, I think, my my, my home studio for my 30-plus years in Los Angeles, I tell you that. I that. They've really been uh, a great place to to start, and all this material is always amazing, and I'm a Disney fan at heart, for sure. Well, you know, and you've been part of so many of these projects with Disney that continue to go on for so many, you know, it gets passed on from generations to generations. I guess, how did you get started into acting as a career? Like, is this just like lifelong love, or how did you, how'd you land this as a career? I grew up in Arkansas, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I started doing children's theater um, at the local children's theater, and then did musicals, and um, uh, traveled around the country doing musicals in, during the summers, and then uh, I went to Northwestern to study theater, and uh, just sort of uh, kind of was immersed in it there, and kind of decided at that point, wow, I, I'm just going to at least give this a shot and see if I can, you know, um, make a living at this, and um, I ended up getting flown out to Los Angeles for a the screen test for Back to the Future when I was a junior at college, and I was down to the very end. I didn't get it, but man, it was a, uh, a confirmation that I'd needed to kind of move to California as opposed to New York, which I thought I was going to do. So I moved to L.A., and the rest has been sort of a sort of an, an amazingly uh, crazy ride, good, bad, frustrating, fantastic, you know, all of all of the above. But, uh, uh, but my first big jobs were with Disney. I did a Disney TV movie uh, called Double Switch uh, when I first got there about a, a rock star and a normal guy, and they switched places. And then I did uh, Adventures in Babysitting, which is another Disney thing. And um, uh, so... And further down the line, it's Father the Bride, and um, so it just—it's uh, been a great, great, uh, great company. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, it's one of those where you're like, I have to move to California. You were part of all these great Disney classics, um, and you were part of so many films now that have these iconic status that get referenced in other TV shows, pop culture. What is it like knowing you're part of all of these like classics? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, uh, incredible. Uh, I also, have, I, we can talk about it later on, just about the thing, but I've, uh, been voicing the, the voice of Superman, which is also another iconic, um, voice. It's not a Disney situation, but, uh, I have, for whatever reason in my career, I've been really fortunate to do, um, and stumble into, um, sort of really iconic and classic, um, parts in animation and on screen. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, man, I'm just, I, I live under lucky star, I think, you know, I, I don't know, know any other way to describe it, but, uh, uh, it's been good for my kids, um, to be able to have some fun things to say the dad does, you know, that's for sure. Well, definitely, you know, and it's going to live on forever. And of course, like you said, you got to portray Superman, you know, of course, iconic symbol, truth, justice, the American way. How was it landing that role? And like, I'm going to be Clark Kent and Superman. I had no idea. Honestly, it was just another audition. I didn't realize it was going to turn into a, a literally, I think, an 18 or 19 year run at this. Uh, so I had no idea I was going to going to an audition, and um, and I, I got it. And I thought it was just going to be like a one, like a like a movie, like an animated movie, and it turned into a, a series. And and it, when the series went for four years, and then um, and then it was uh, gosh, uh, I've done all the games and. Uh, uh, animated games and motion capture, and uh, I'm doing another DC Universe um, next week or two weeks from now for the online game for Superman. So 
and I go to conventions to 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 to, to meet fans for Superman, and that's been a blast. Um, and then um, and then now the Captain America thing, which is pretty cool, and 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 the other universe. I feel a little guilty that I'm cheating, but you know. It's fun. Well, and speaking of that, of course, you know, Captain America, Marvel has exploded all over the map, of course. And, you know, Captain America, Liberty's Torch. What is it like, you know, being behind the mic, bringing this story to life? So when people are driving, they're in their rooms, you name it. I mean, I I know both my boys out of my four kids just love listening to audiobooks. What is it like bringing this to life? Yeah, you know, my, my, my audiobook sort of the, it's one of the sort of the arrows in my quiver <laughs> for the things I do. I do a lot of different things and, and the audiobook part of my day, which is, you know, usually three or four days a week in the morning, I'll just jump in the booth and I'll, and I'll, and I'll work. And it is, it's probably the hardest thing I've done and, and in many ways the most rewarding because it's so solitary and it's a, uh, you're sort of a, I don't know if you've seen a picture of the, you know, the, it's called something. The guy who's got the drum in the front with his knees and he makes the cymbals and he beats it with his hands and he's, and he can play all the instruments in one thing. It's, it's called something. I don't know what it is, but, uh, I feel like that's what being an audiobook narrator is a little, a little bit like, um, you're having to direct, you're having to research, <clears throat> perform and, um, in, in a certain way produce, but not necessarily. I mean, you, you're shaping it. So, um, but it's a solitary thing. It's a solitary event. And, it's very, very difficult, um, but really rewarding because you don't have a lot of people telling you, hey, now let's do that take again, or how about from a different angle, or blah, 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 blah. It's, it's you catching yourself and helping helping you get the best you can out of every uh, character and uh, moment in a book. And um, specifically doing Captain America was, was great because I tried to think of, and I always do this with audio books, I try to think of people driving in the car <clears throat> stuck in traffic or, you know, in your kitchen, cleaning dishes, uh, listening to a book, and you have to kind of, and I, and it's, it's something for me. I have to really focus on. You have to really slow down and let people hear the words, see the image, um, absorb the story. It, it happens about thirty-five to forty percent slower in audio form than it does visually. Just it just your brain processes it because you hear something and you you imagine it. So you have to just slow down. Um, so. It's, it's a different, it's a different art form, really, than, than on camera or, um, or yeah, regular animation or any other commercials or anything. It's really its own animal. So. Well, and with that too, then, because, you know, it is so different. Uh, do you go ahead and read the entire book in advance yourself just so you can really encompass what it is and know how you tackle it? Well, no, I, I, I honestly, I, I, I try to stay as busy as I can, but I'll get a 400 page book and literally there's not enough time to read. 400 pages of every book that you get. If I've got one every week, I, I would be, I wouldn't be able to, to sleep or eat or do anything. So what I do is I break it down and you do the research and you, <clears throat> especially in a, in a fictional book, you find out who the main characters are, break down the characters, find out the story, the plot. And as you go along, if you have a question, you just have to scan. It's, you're sort of researching a lot when you go, um, when you do, you're sort of researching as you go in many instances. Um, I, I can't possibly read all of them all the way through every time. I, there's just no time. But you do your homework. You know, you do your homework like anything. So um, what you don't want to do is get caught, you know, caught proverbially uh, with your pants down halfway through and you find out a character, you know, has a Scottish accent. And you're like, oh, God, what have I done? So um, that's uh, – uh, but that's part of the fun of it, actually, the research and the, and the 
and the sort of immersing yourself in the book. And pronunciations are really that is that's one of the hardest things in the nonfiction world is pronunciations and and whatnot because it's just uh, hard to find a lot of these things like the Chinese, Japanese. I'm looking all over the place, and uh, you know, good lord. But um, anyway. Captain America, there's not a lot of uh, pronunciation issues, thankfully. Thankfully. Well, and, and what is it like when you got approached to do Marvel, where you're like, all right, this is a huge, you know, cinematic universe, comic books, you name it. Uh, you know, were you just as excited to be part of the Marvel universe now? Of course. I was thrilled. I'm thrilled. I hope I get to do more. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I love, 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 love this, you know, Spider Man, Iron Man. Um, Captain America, it's so, um, it's so incredibly relevant now, at least in the, in the feature film world, more so than the, than, than the DC world. I, I don't know why it's, they, well, they're two different products, honestly, but, uh, but the, the Marvel, you know, recently the Marvel movie world is so exciting and, and so, um, uh, at the vanguard of what they're doing, you know, in special effects and, production design and the, the classic stories, how they continually, I don't know, how they keep doing it without getting stale. So it gets, I think it's really neat. So in the, the audiobook version of, of Mar- the Marvel world, um, I, uh, I look forward to more. I think it's, uh, I think it's a blast. And it's, in many ways, it's, um, at least, uh, this book, um, Liberty's Torch was kind of sort of a way for the fans to sort of get back to the, to the origins, the, the Avenger origins, you know, um, um, and it's good for, I think, diehard fans to sort of go back to where it all began and, um, uh, to sort of as, as a primer for folks wanting to get into it from the beginning. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those where it brings us, you know, older origins to life and it really brings it for a new generation to encompass and enjoy. And, uh, you know, now with that, uh, you know, when you're reading this book, are you ever doing the narrations? You're sitting there, you're in the booth. And just you're reading it for the first time, and even you're just as surprised as what happened when you turn the page. Uh, yes, I, I I do all the time. Uh, Captain America, I sort of knew this story. I wasn't a, uh, I wasn't as freaked out by that, but yeah, often I'll be in the booth and and um, I'll be aware. Because sometimes you'll skim over a story, but when you're actually uh, you're reading the book, it's it's a it's a weird cross. Performance when you're doing an audiobook, it's it's sort of like I went to school at Northwestern. I was a theater major, but there was a whole part of the the um, department that's called interp Department of Interpretation, and it was basically taking pieces of fiction and literature and you would read it from a lectern. You'd stand up in front of a, a podium and you would read sections of a, of a great book or whatever, and you would dramatize it, but you wouldn't act it. It's like this weird sort of uh, cross between uh, flat out theatrical dramatics and Sort of oral interpretation, basically oral, O R A L and A U R A L, basically. Um, so yes, sometimes I'm aware in the booth by myself, and I'm and I'm like, what is going on? I'm creating this whole world, this little four by four booth. But sometimes I freak myself out, especially if it's a scary story. I'll I'll, I'll be super creeped out. I'll turn on all the lights on the way back because my my booth is at, at the back of the house, outside of the house, and I'm always kind of freaked out to go back inside. But uh, yeah. Now, I guess with this, you know, being approached for this, being part of Marvel, you said you'd love to do, you know, more down the line, of course. And I expect that, you know, Liberty's Torch is going to be huge. And, of course, audiobooks just keep ramping up, especially you can have Alexa read them to you and everything now. So it works out so well. 
Are there any other characters that you would love to portray from the Marvel Universe for future audiobooks? Uh, you know, uh, I, I would love... Uh, I, I love Iron Man. I would love to get a crack at Iron Man. That, that, it's just so fantastic. Love it. Now, when you go to trade shows and conventions, you said you know you said you you meet a lot of the fans. Um, have you ever met any of the over the top fans that were just like you came across? You're like, wow, I really made an impact on their life. Uh, well, there's I could just I could tell you stories about that for oh gosh, um, for hours and hours. Uh, I've met a lot of people, um, especially with Superman. I also do the voice of this character called Sephiroth from the um, <clears throat> Final Fantasy franchise, which is sort of the ultimate bad guy in the video game world. Um, but uh, the folks that come up to me are so enthusiastic and so um, committed, especially Superman. I'll get guys, I can't tell you how many versions of Superman costumes I've seen with, you know, fathers and sons and daughters and grandparents and just the dad or the whoever they dress up like Superman or different versions of Superman. It's really, it's hilarious. I mean, great. It's really, uh, it's really exciting to see the the effort that folks put in, man. It's unbelievable. They know they know the episodes way better than I do. I don't. I have to refresh myself. I think, wait a minute, which one was that? Cause I've done so many, I can't can't quite ever um, recall exactly what it is they're talking about. I have to get refreshed. Well, I guess with that, you know, we know you're really busy. So many different things going on, of course. Now, everything from Adventures of Babysitting, Friends, Father of the Bride, Dad Napped, of course, Captain America, Liberty's Torch right now, current audiobook that everybody can listen to. For everybody out there listening in whose lives you've touched, do you have any final words you'd like to leave out there for those fans? Well, I would I would just like to say I would I thank you so much for all the fans that have followed me over the last thirty years and this new audiobook chapter in my career has uh, just been a blessing and uh, such a fun thing to do. And I hope that you guys enjoy more books, more movies, more animated series, more television shows. I did Scandal for seven years for ABC. That was a blast. I, I just look forward to doing more and different characters for everybody. And I appreciate your support. Well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, George. Take this time this morning, chat with all of us. And I'm looking forward to hearing, seeing, and so much more of you in the future. You betcha. Thank you, man. Meet Chris Park. Getting ready for the greatest night of her life. Hi. I gotta cancel. Now she's stuck babysitting the Anderson kids. Sarah. Mom got Chris to babysit for me. Chris? Her brother Brad and his best friend Who is this kid? Stray dog. Take good care of my baby. I'll guard her with my life. What could possibly go wrong? Chris, I'm in trouble. Hang up and sit down. I'll be there in half an hour. This is a night when things go from bad my mom's car. to worse. Big city scum sucker. <laughs> Too ridiculous. Wanna go to bed? Hey, I like danger. This is great! You should try babysitting. And this is only the beginning. Your friend is dead. Chris can handle it. Sarah's probably hanging from the rafters by now. Sarah, hold on! I'm still in control here. <laughs> you could say they were having a bad night. Any problems? No, not 
not really. If they weren't having such a good time. Adventures in babysitting. You think your parents will ever ask me to babysit again? If they do, I'd ask them for a buck more an hour. When some loud braggart tries to put me down and say his school is great. I tell her right away, now what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you heard of my school? It's number one in the state. Vincent from Stuck in the Middle, and you're listening to Diz Radio. How do you do, D-Heads? It's Chaz, back with another edition of the Magical Music Review. This week, I figure we would talk about the Beach Boys, and I've got a reason for that, so I know a lot of you are thinking the Beach Boys have nothing to do with Disney. Well, actually, they have a lot to do with Disney, and it's kind of surprising. But the reason that we're talking about them is because the other day, my wife and I were sitting down watching The Monkey's Uncle, starring Annette Funicello, and uh, one of the opening scenes, actually the opening scene, there's a party where there's a band playing and Annette Funicello is singing the song The Monkey's Uncle, which is written by the Sherman Brothers. And I noticed the band that's backing her up is very familiar. And it turns out it's the Beach Boys. And I knew this before, but it never really clicked in my head that, you know, that's the Beach Boys. I don't know why it never clicked, but the other night it did. And then flash, flash forward a couple nights and my wife and I are watching the new Disney Plus original movie, Stargirl. And uh, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend you go and watch it. There's some fantastic music in that, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, But in that movie, one of the main characters ends up singing Be True to Your School, which is a uh, Beach Boys song. And that got me thinking, how much were the Beach Boys in Disney? Like Disney productions, theme parks, and all that. Like, how much does Disney use the Beach Boys? And quite honestly... It's a lot. Um, Brian Wilson released two albums. Brian Wilson is uh, one of the founding members of the Beach Boys. 
on Walt Disney Records as a solo, not um, Beach Boys. But uh, the Beach Boys were on Capitol Records. And uh, Brian Wilson, when the band broke up for a time and he left the band and did his solo project, he released two albums on uh, Walt Disney Records. I found that interesting. But there's even more to that. You know, they appeared in The Monkey's Uncle, like I've already stated. But then on the television, uh, when MTV became a big thing, uh, Disney had a thing called DTV, which was putting uh, music videos together with their classic animation that syncs up. And a ton of those were Beach Boy songs from Be True to Your School, California Girls, Dance, 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 Good Vibrations, I Get Around, The Man with All the Toys, Papa Um Mau Mau, When I Grow Up to Be a Man. Uh, I mean, the list is just huge that Disney used to make these DTV songs, and a lot of them were just really fun. Later on, um, Disney, after they quit the DTV format, they brought it back as a remix R-E-M-I-C-K-S, remixing songs in the same style that they did on TTV, and they did um, Surf and Safari, and uh, I think Fun Fun Fun, and there may have been one other that they did as well in remix, but again, Disney reaching back and connecting with Beach Boys again. And then more on TV, uh, if you remember uh, Home Improvement, which a lot of people forget that Home Improvement was on ABC. ABC was owned by Disney, made by Disney. In one of the episodes, it's revealed that Tim's next-door neighbor, Wilson, his cousins, are the Beach Boys. Uh, Brian, Carl, and Dennis are all Wilson's cousins. Now, is that in real life? No, but in the home improvement universe, yes. So, you have another connection of the Beach Boys and Disney. And then, to top it all off, you go into my personal favorite, the theme parks because I love the theme parks. On the East Coast, um, Epcot, uh, Good Vibrations was parodied by, um, good or as new, Good Nutrition by the Peach Boys in Food Rocks, and that was in 1994 to 2004. But then you go into, um, like, the 1986 to 2001, the Country Bear Vacation Hoedown had a song called California Bears, where they parodied California Girls. And that was in uh, Disneyland. But they also ran in um, Tokyo Disneyland from uh, 94. To, it's it's still running, actually. 94 to present. And at the Magic Kingdom, it was running from 1986 to 1992. Um, but the biggest impact, I think, of the Beach Boys in the parks is the early uh, California adventures. Um, so many of their songs were put into like a merry-go-round calliope sound style as background music. You know, when you have that just atmosphere sounds, uh, a lot of it was Beach Boy sounds or Beach Boy songs made in that style, like California Good Girls, Good Vibrations, Surfing USA, I Get Around, uh, All Summer Long, Wouldn't It Be Nice, Fun Fun Fun, Surfer Girls. Um, these were all in Paradise Pier area, but you can still hear the California Girls version. Uh, or Calliope version in the uh, the Esplanade area between Disney and California Adventure um, from time to time. It plays every day, just throughout the day. Uh, it used to still play um, background music in the Sunshine Plaza, but when it was turned into Buena Vista Street, that went away as well. And then one of the other 
theme park connections is California Adventures had a Rock in the Bay concert series back in 2002 where uh, bands played at the uh, Paradise Pier area and uh, one of the bands that played was the Beach Boys. Now it wasn't the complete original lineup, it only featured uh, Bruce Johnson and uh, Mike Love, um, but Brian Wilson and Al Giardine didn't have didn't join the group again until their 50th anniversary in 2012, so 10 years later. But at the time, you had two of the original Beach Boys performing in California Adventure, which is kind of cool. Where else do they connect? Well, Mickey Mouse is mentioned on the song Cassius. Um, at one point in the song, Mike Love can be heard saying, at least I don't sound like Mickey Mouse when he's uh, talking to Brian Wilson, because they both have a... Uh, high-pitched voice and so that he was kind of poking fun at Brian Wilson another place you run into the Beach Boys is their song God Only Knows was featured in uh, the trailer for Toy Story 4 and uh, really added to that heartbreaking uh, feeling of that movie in my opinion but do you know any other crossovers between the Beach Boys and uh, Disney I'd love to know reach out to me let me know email is chaz at dizradio that's c-h-a-z at dizradio.com and uh, that's all I have for you today. If you uh, have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me at that email. Otherwise, don't just fly, soar.
Cooper in their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Your adventure into the future is with Buena Vista Home Video, bringing you quality entertainment like Steakhouse, Good Morning Vietnam, Three Men and a Baby, Cocktail, Adventures in Babysitting, Deadly Pursuit, Hello Again, DOA, Big Business. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and a host of other terrific movies from the studios of Touchstone Films and Walt Disney Pictures. Buena Vista means business. Hi there, D-Heads. How you all doing? It is myself, Daryl, here doing your weekly Parks in Five. Uh, this week again, um, there isn't massive amounts of news, but we do have a little... Uh, we have three three bits that have really come out in us in the last week since i last spoke to you all so still all disney parks are still shut for the foreseeable future with the coronavirus still playing a massive part in the world at this moment in time uh, as of last night florida went on lockdown as well for 30 days so that that shows that um Walt Disney World won't be open for quite a while still to come but hopefully within the coming weeks we will finally get an opening date for the parks to reopen and to get back into that disney magic However, um, the parks are still there, the parks are still going, um, Disney World, Disneyland, and there has been some news from Disney World uh, as of yesterday. Now, Disney have bought some land right next to Magic Kingdom, um, just off the back of Magic Kingdom, which is uh, located west, and it's on the southeastern shore of Reddy, Reddy Creek. They have bought 26.3 acres for, uh, for $1.5 million, and that's approximately $39,923 per acre. This is quite a big um, buyer for Disney. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Are they going to add something else to the park? Are they going to add a new gate, or is it just for the land itself? So it'll be interesting to see in the foreseeable future what we get out of that buyer. Uh, also, with the coronavirus going on, Disney Parks have donated tons and tons and tons of stuff to the aid of the coronavirus. Here are a few of the things that um, they have done. Uh, they have they have donated 150,000 rain ponchos to Medshare, 100,000 N95 masks to the states of New York, California, and to Florida, and they have donated 270 tons of food to local food banks. That's massive from Disney to keep helping out with this. A pandemic that we are going through and i'm sure everyone that is getting the aid of disney will say thank you and are absolutely over the moon with the help to try and get us through what is going on that is pretty much all the news we've had this week so i'm just going to talk a little bit about something that will be coming to magic kingdom disney world in the coming months and hopefully ready be ready for that 50th year anniversary next year one of the new rides that is coming into tomorrowland in disney world is tron now Tron is already in um, the Magic Kingdom over at Disneyland Shanghai and it's a it is a still launch coaster by Vekoma. Uh, it reaches speeds of up to 60 mile an hour and it, open and it opens hopefully here back in, in 2021 and it opened in Shanghai on June the 16th, 2016. And this is a massive, massive ride out in Shanghai Disneyland. It has been getting rave reviews, um, brilliant um, real thrill ride to add into the magic kingdom now i know you've already got obviously splash space runaway um the mountain railway uh 
ride as well. So you do have some thrill rides there, but this is gonna add an even more of a thrill and excitement ride for those adrenaline junkies into Magic Kingdom, along with all the other rides that are there. And this, I think this is a massive plus for the park and it's only gonna add um, to the magic of the park. It looks incredible. I've, I have seen POVs of it and I can't wait to ride it myself when I go there on my honeymoon next year. Uh, that's pretty much all from me today. Um, again, thanks guys for having me on. I really do enjoy it. You can also find me over at um, www.thejurassicmouse.com. Um, that is a website I share with Disney blogs and news from myself and the guys over at Jurassic Unicast. And you can also find me on my own podcast, which is The Mouse and His Pals, which I do with a couple of mates. Please, if you can go and follow, that would be fantastic. But keep following uh Diz Radio, it is fantastic. I really enjoy being part of the side and thank all you D-heads for having me with you. Cheers guys, have a lovely week.
Hey, D-heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp as we jumped into spring with George Newbern, and I want to extend a very special thank you to George once again for stopping in, chatting with us, talking about these great classics you've been part of, of course, being Superman, voiceover work, and the latest Captain America Liberty's Torch. Thank you, George, once again for stopping in, chatting with all of us, and I think I'm going to have to have a movie weekend with my kids since we are on lockdown here with the coronavirus, and show them adventures in babysitting and Father of the bride just for a little bit of wit and whim and introduce them to who George is. I also want to extend a very special thank you to the D-team. Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy, Frank, Charles, and Daryl all stopping in here with their signature segments. Without the D-team, I say this every single week, it would be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out, which could get really boring and really annoying. Definitely reach out to the D-team, connect with them. They don't bite. They definitely want to hear from you. So connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com as well. And finally, most of all, the most important, the reason we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary here this year at Diz Radio, thank you, the D-heads. You are the reason we continue to bring this magical show to you for the last 10 years. The magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, we are proud and honored to be the ones to bring this show to you every single week for the last 10 years. Thank you, the D-heads. Now, next week, we're continuing on. We have a lot of great things as we continue on into April and lots of fun things on the horizon. And before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, you name it. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all three of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, it is super easy. You can't wait to hear the wit, the whim, the fun, the magic from Diz Radio. All you have to do is go to iTunes, search Diz Radio, all one word, D-I-Z Radio. It'll come up right there. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, the tablet of your choosing. Or just say, Alexa, play Disney Blues Diz Radio podcast, and she will play the latest show as well. That easy, that fun, and that simple. And if you can't remember any of this, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, that's D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to press on, close out, and get ready for the weekend. Yes, another homebound weekend, as we are in shutdown, safer at home as we continue to battle this coronavirus. We're all in this together. So spend that time. And as I always say, now more than ever, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. You can always 
make money, you can't always make memories. And now is the time to re-spark that magic, the family time, the dinners at home, fires out in the backyard, or just playing some simple board games with your family, cuddling up, watching a movie, making those memories. So until next week, all of you D-heads, oh, you know what? Before I do that, I didn't clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in. So just think caveman, cavewoman, hitting the seven seas with a little bit of love, and I'm going to leave it at that. So until next week, all of you D-heads, I want to leave you with something that really sets the tone for spring. A little bit of lightning, a little bit of rain, and something a little bit magical. A little bit of light magic in the world that's a little bit dark right now. So until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic, magical weekend.
gentlemen, boys and girls, open the window to your dreams as Disneyland proudly presents Light Magic.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.